Would you bow your hearts with me? God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, draw near right now. Amen. Yesterday, thousands gathered to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge for the March for Our Lives rally. Formed initially by survivors, the group works to end gun violence. You already know the stories of children killing children, the much too easy access to machine guns, and of course, the growing debate over right to carry laws. You already know all of that. In fact, by now, it's pretty much old news. But this group hasn't moved on and they won't. They have not moved on and hope to keep our attention on this critical topic. As they gathered yesterday at the foot of the bridge, I wonder what their leaders said or shared. What words of hope or instruction might they offer to those banded together, much like the disciples, in resistance to the hatred and violence of their time? How would they make sense of what was happening, indeed, out of all that had been done and said? Well, Jesus tells them of the coming of the Spirit, who would bring truth, this friend, this comforter would lead and guide them. This ally would bring them into the fullness of what we call the Trinity. Jesus knew they would need this understanding if they were to absorb the messages and teachings of God and Son that they would continue to share. In crisis, a hopeful practice is to employ the gift of the flashback to revisit and review, turning the pages of our minds to reflect on what we know and have been taught, and to bring with us those things, memories, stories, and rituals that are useful, and to discard those that aren't. What will we carry on the road ahead? Jesus gives us this road map and tells the disciples what and who they'll need. Jesus says they'll need the spirit. So what I know of this spirit that Jesus speaks of in our gospel reading, I learned from a pretty much Pentecostal tradition. While we accepted God as father in that traditional scary sky God fashion and knew love, Jesus, love come down as Jesus. Each Sunday we gathered to experience and to feel the spirit. And each Sunday we would. The spirit would drop down as the fire of life and love, an inner anointing and indwelling presence. And because of it, we'd leave church and approach the week and days ahead empowered. The spirit was the bond between God and son and that connection was unbreakable. There was no point of considering the absence of one without the other, so much so that we learned to wait for the spirit, what they call tarrying. We learned to depend on it and to listen and learn from it. And so this tethering and deep reliance on spirit was relational, communal, 
and we, the body of Christ, were an integral part of it. After all, the Spirit was a tangible gift to us. The Spirit found its home in us, and that's what the Spirit wants to do. It is this experience that forms my understanding of a triune God, the Trinity, and informs any inspirational words I could ever share. We need the reminder of the coming of the Spirit. Pentecost happened and is happening over and over again. And we need to know that the Spirit finds its home in us. So I'm reminding myself today of a God that I've known and grown to trust, a God that is for us always and forever on our side, and Jesus, Mary's baby, as love come down to live among us, Jesus with us, and the Spirit, I'm remembering the Spirit, knowing it as the quickening, animating, electrical, and surprising force that could just as easily bring us to the sweet release of tears in holy weeping as to laughter, taking us to the source of that thing that we know lies just a step or two beyond ordinary happiness. The Spirit could lead us to laugh with joy. Yes, indeed. Today, we remember also the spirit, which brings the fullness of God. In sustained crisis, and that is what we are living in now, the danger is that we grow numb, become increasingly disembodied and cut off from our emotions. Accustomed to the dishonoring of the body, we become desensitized to violence. We learn to ignore our bodies, but the spirit demands we not shut off our emotions, demands we feel and experience its power and presence in our bodies, know its wisdom in our mind, heart, and emotions. So at the foot of the Brooklyn Bridge yesterday, I hope those gathered felt the power of the spirit, this companion and guide this advocate. I hope they felt empowered by a God for, with, and in them. I pray they encourage, they were encouraged as they took those first steps and knew that the fruit of any faithful action, our work in the world, any movements we make flow from this source, this unified source. I hope they know that we are at our most powerful, most connected, when we are connected to it. I pray they feel inspired to keep going because we need those kind of foot soldiers in the world that through trial or setback, they remain and stay connected. God for us, Jesus with us, God's spirit within. It is my hope and it is my message today. Keep going, we are not alone. And so yes, I recognize that these are words and prayers, right? And we've all grown a bit tired of those things, but I offer them today that they might compel us to action, 
that they might be the seeds that compel us to do things, to do something. What we call the Trinity can only be experienced. It isn't just doctrine, as Christine just reminded us. The Trinity reaches beyond words and thoughts to the essence of the faith encounter. It is our symbol and model for communication and connection. And it is a relationship into which we are all invited. In fact, we are born of this communal and relational experience. We rely on and draw strength from it as we day by day make our way through the world, a world of joy to be sure, but also one of unspeakable pain. Our life-giving participation, our alliance and alignment with God keeps the dream of unity alive. Through it, we are held together a comprehensive unit. The Trinity is our nexus of belonging. And so in crisis, we go back to those questions. What are the questions we need answered and on what will we rely? From what will we draw strength? How will we open ourselves to it? Jesus says the spirit will help us make sense of it, hold it all together, make sense of our future and past. That's the promise of our gospel reading for today. The spirit Jesus says will help us make sense of our future and our past. We are stewarding a broken world, a world broken in particular and increasingly callous ways. And so we center a theology of practice alongside any theories we hold. We reclaim and restore, we revive and recover practices from the Christian tradition, and we lean into the dance Jesus is and has always taught us. Only with the acknowledgement of the Trinity and the truth of its fullness, with the coming of the Spirit, do we have the totality of God, a union of mutuality and love. One we are compelled as believers to model. This Trinity is a pact of relationship, a pact of love and unbreakable covenant the blessedness of unity. It is a contract and agreement about how God will move and flow in the world, and we have to trust it. Any hope we have for the future is dependent on our commitment to it. I believe that. It is always about a relationship, God for, Jesus with, the spirit in, within us. The task of all believers is to work out a faith that addresses and responds to the hatred and violence of our time. We need this triune God to speak to the foot soldiers of our day, the ordinary believers like ourselves, the mothers of the movement, the students. Like you and me, we're called to step forward in and out of season and especially in crisis. We align ourselves with a triune God as we pray for empowerment, because we'll need it as we press for stricter gun laws, as we shake down shady leadership, as we make the kind of personal, internal changes that lead to important shifts in the way we live and move in the world. What will the Spirit compel you to do? 
It is not enough. It is not enough and never will be enough to be a believer on Sunday and walk out our lives the rest of the week complicit in the destruction of the world we say we believe in simply because we've grown tired. I get it. Trust me, I do. But the call presses us beyond our fatigue to tap into the power of a triune God and to let that power encourage and inspire us to hear the word that says, I have left you with what you will need. You have what you need to endure, what you need, what you will need to survive. Now go, now do, now be. If we are living the reality of the undoing of this world, well then certainly we as believers must know ourselves as part of its remaking. Of that we can be sure. This triune God believes each of us into believing, into being, pouring, breathing the spirit in us, a God for Jesus with and the spirit in within us. We've got to grasp that. The spirit is the force that brings the best of what God and God's son are. It brings them together. This is the spirit that distills each lesson, the spirit that surprises, the spirit that nudges and whispers, the spirit that compels, the spirit within each of us, the spirit that energizes us to keep going when we so want to give up. But the spirit must be experienced. Dating back to the third century, believers have performed what can be called a body prayer. Known as the sign of the cross, it allows us to move beyond words to engage our bodies in our knowing of God, God's Son, and the Holy Spirit. The practice can transform our relationship with God by helping us to experience what God wants for us, and that is to know ourselves as invited into that sense of unity, to remember God as and in community, to know ourselves as belonging, always a part of it, always a part of it. Father Richard Rohr says we can only experience the Trinity, that God, Jesus, and Spirit cannot be verbalized. So let's open ourselves to the experience of it now, or at least begin a practice of it. I invite you to stand wherever you are as able. And with your feet planted on the floor, maybe just check in with your breath. Take one breath in. Let it out. And bringing your right hand up, sign at your head. In the name of the one, we open ourselves to knowing God for us. And settle into that for a moment. God for us. Now draw a vertical line flowing through the heart space to land at your belly, your core. And this represents the sun, the one born, the one who made and makes the unknowable known 
in the man Jesus, Jesus with us. So think about that vertical line that you've just drawn up and down from head through the heart and to the belly. What many know as a powerful center for our emotions, a place of deep discernment. And next we'll move up from the core and explore horizontally over to the left and to your right. Maybe do that again, just to get that feeling in your body, right? Left and then right, Holy Spirit. Maybe take your hand and place it in the center of your chest as you complete that action. And we'll do it one more time just to put this these movements into our bodies, that we might remember them, that we might receive them, that we might take them with us as we move forward from this Sunday to the next and to the next. And so right hand, God, God for you, the God that we are always seeking and learning about, this mystery, that we're always continuing to grow into and still knowing that that God is for us. And draw that line down your center, this vertical line through your heart space, right? Don't um, ignore that heart space. Don't pass it by. Connect with that heart space as you move down to your center. This is Jesus, Jesus with us. Take a breath here. And before we finally move up and over, left to right, Holy Spirit with and in us, within us, bring that hand to your center. I invite you to do it one more time on your own. We do it so many times, it becomes almost an empty ritual if we don't really embody those words, really take them to heart. And so just one more time together. In the name of God, Father, Mother. In the name of the sun, the sun with us, always accompanying us, and the Holy Spirit in, in, energizing, giving us life to do what we are called to do as believers. You can rest that hand right here in your center. We take these practices with us, these ancient practices, we breathe new life into them and we allow God to do the work in us that we're called to do. We take one more breath. I pray as we continue to do this work that we remember our connection to this community of love, God for 
Jesus with, spirit in. Amen.